Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are going to get into some things that have been going on this past week kind of right away because as previously mentioned, you know, when the weather is not so good, our activities are also lacking. And so what we have to bring to you directly corresponds with what was going on the, with the weather that past week. Just mm-hmm. just a heads up. Yeah, the, and just to, to clue everyone, the weather was not good. Oh, yeah. The weather was absolute <laughs> shit. After literally just before this, it was 90 degrees. And we were talking about how we went to a Tigers game and mm-hmm. now it is 30 this degrees. Is, this is where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, the only fun thing that did happen was our friend, Tracy, who we've previously talked about before on the podcast, just came back from travel nursing mm-hmm. in Hawaii. So... Mm-hmm. She's definitely not used to this weather, so no. we stayed in on Friday and did tacos and margs, took ourselves out on Saturday because we, we had one too many margs mm-hmm. to celebrate her being home, and that was really all that happened this past week for us personally. However, there's been a lot of stuff going on with wedding stuff there in, has. in the news, so... First and foremost, Sophia Ritchie got married. She did, and she came out of the woodworks on TikTok. She just created a TikTok, and I wouldn't be surprised if she's the most followed person on TikTok following this weekend because it was the wedding of really the decade. It was yeah. all anyone talked about this weekend. It was huge, and honestly, I feel like the engagement itself, like I didn't really know about until like Same. now. You know, when the when the wedding actually happened and, you know, everyone just was kind of like, it's like the U.S. version of like the royal wedding. Oh, absolutely. Which it looked absolutely incredible Stunning. and beautiful. But you know what I thought was funny mm-hmm. out of it? And I didn't think about it like this. So she actually married the son of the owner of Universal Music. Mm. And so technically... You know, if he takes over for his dad, which I think he does work in the industry. Yeah, I I saw a little bit about that. So she'll be married to her ex's boss. She dated Justin Bieber? Yes. Remember, that was like a whole thing. So technically, she really leveled up there. That's a shady story in itself. Seriously. So that wedding took place this past weekend. And then also Simone Biles got married at the courthouse to Jonathan Owens Mm -hmm. because they're doing a destination wedding, which I feel like a lot of people don't know that if you do a destination wedding, Mm -hmm. you have to legally get married in the U.S. before you do go and do it because or else it won't be a legitimate wedding. Yeah, I didn't learn that until just recently. So it was exciting to see her photos because they were absolutely gorgeous. She apparently her dress, shoes, bouquet, everything. This feels very on brand for some of us here in the room. I won't point fingers, um, but she ordered all of that the week of. So last week she ordered all of that for her courthouse wedding. But we have kind of talked about this before that it almost feels safer to do that if you can because then you won't change your mind. Yeah, it gives you less so, time for, you for know, mistakes for uh, that to happen. But yeah. beautiful look. She will have four looks at her actual wedding. 
That's wild. I, know. I feel like two is like the usual. It surprised me when it when she, cause she said on her Instagram, I want to say that she was going to do four because that feels a little out of character. I feel like she's so chill, laid back, or at least that's the vibe she gives. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see what she does with all of the looks. I wonder if it's going to be so like I know for Sophia Richie's wedding, they obviously did like it was like a week long thing almost because right. it was like a vacation. It was also a destination wedding. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, obviously you're going to have the opportunity to do more looks because you have right. rehearsal or welcome dinner. And then you have, you know, people do like pre parties when you do destination weddings a lot. So if that's the case, I could see four looks, but right. if it's four in one night, I know that'll be cool. I, and I'll be, be excited really to cool. see that. So I'm pumped for it. Yes. And then, this was kind of a random little tidbit of information, but we thought was kind of interesting here. Kesha revealed that she was secretly engaged and called it off in a new Rolling Stones interview. I was shocked when I saw this information because I had no clue she was in any serious relationship. I don't I don't think I like follow her too closely on everything, but I was surprised because I was like, dang, she really kept it under wraps. I mean, I guess I would have to read the interview to know this. I wonder what the context of, like, why reveal that? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what they asked. Maybe just, like, if she was dating anybody and that kind of just came out that way. Or if, like, there's a shady story there that we need no. to get to the bottom of and find out. You know? That's a good question. And, like, I want to know why. Why'd I, you call it off? I, I'm always curious when those kinds of things happen. It's honestly, I feel like it's almost more shocking than when people get divorced now for some reason. I I agree. I feel like I am more shocked when I see a called off engagement over a divorce. Yeah. Which I don't know what that says about today in the society. I wonder how common it actually is compared to like if you... It's just more people know about it more if it's a divorce, whereas mm-hmm. some people don't know people are even engaged and then they call it off. Whereas like everyone pretty much knows if you're married yeah. and get divorced. Well, I feel the same way about, you know, when people get proposed to and the person says no, like that I think is most shocking to me when those situations occur. Cause it's like, how did we get from point A to point B and we weren't all on the same page. What I never can fathom is how one person was so positive in the relationship that you would say, yes, comfortable in the relationship to propose. Mm -hmm. But clearly there was a lack of communication of some kind somewhere. So is it kind of on the person that proposes that they didn't have those conversations previously and just Mm -hmm. thought or like did they actually have those conversations was led to believe it was going to be a yes and then like in the moment the person just panicked and said no I need to know and I would like to think it's got to be different for each case it's got to be but I feel like the people out there they're tuning in somebody knows somebody who's been in this case and please write into shady stories about yeah, it. Like, why did they call it off? Because I'm so curious. Or why did they say no? Yes. Yeah, I always wonder that. But again, I could 
I could almost see it being more common to call it off because when you're in that moment to actually say no, even that if you like a lot want to say no, it's so it's like if you respect the person, you almost just say yes and then later be like, mm, no, I actually didn't want to say yes. That. I just didn't want to like say no in front oh, of anybody. Yeah, I, it's tough. It is a tough situation. Well, speaking of tough situations and honestly, not knowing that people were in relationships, um, mm-hmm. you know, we had Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell who were filming a movie together in Australia and they just wrapped filming. It's going to be a romantic comedy that has no title yet. Mm. Um, but they just wrapped filming. And so the whole cast is posting videos, excited, celebrating that they are done with this movie. And a couple of videos and posts and interviews came out where Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell were looking a little too comfortable with each other mm. for the fact that Sydney Sweeney is engaged has a fiance and Glenn Powell has a girlfriend. And so Sydney Sweeney got engaged in 2022, which realistically on the timeline of wedding stuff, there's their wedding should actually be coming up yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, and you know, these videos are coming out with her and Glenn Powell, who has his girlfriend, Gigi Paris, who unfollowed Sydney Sweeney on Instagram after seeing these videos kind of confirming everyone's speculation that these don't look right. And the girlfriend clearly doesn't think they look right. Something's off there. And at first, when I saw this story come out, I was alarmed, but not too alarmed. When Gigi unfollowed Sydney because she's dating, I almost said Gwen, Glenn. (laughs) That makes sense. But I didn't have that extra piece that she's also that engaged. she's also engaged. I didn't even realize she was in a relationship. And when you put it all together, I mean, that's bad. Regardless, you shouldn't be, you know, yeah, messing around with somebody else's man in that way where it can be questionable. But to also be in a relationship just takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Engaged. Um interesting yeah so she Sydney Sweeney has been dating her now fiance Jonathan DeVino who is 13 years older than her they started dating or were seen together first in 2018 so it's been five years now Mm -hmm. um and like I said their engagement has been going on since 2022 February so around this time is usually like when people will have a wedding within the next you know two years and I don't know how long Gigi and Glenn have been dating, but regardless, this was obviously a long-standing relationship. And people were wondering, you know, this happens quite often with like PR, but people are like, this movie doesn't even have a title yet. They're definitely not doing like actual press right now. Mm -hmm. So there'd be really no real reason to be pushing this narrative at this time. Right. I could see if the movie was about to come out within the next month, two months. So who's to say? It seems sketchy. Well, everybody was commenting, being like, this is giving her character from Euphoria, Cassie, because, you know, she (gasps) steals her friend's man. She's known for stealing men. So people are like, she's leaning into her Euphoria character in real life Uh a little too hard. Um, so yeah, this will be interesting to see how this works out in the past. You know, 
people actors don't have that too good of a track record with this exact scenario like no. when um Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt got together. That was the exact thing I was thinking of. While he was with Jennifer Aniston. And that was like a huge deal. But again, it was the same scenario Mm -hmm. where, you know, Jen and Brad were together for years, such Mm -hmm. a long time. And, you know, never really got married or took that next step. And then all of a sudden he's on this movie with Angelina. They get engaged and married and start having kids right away. And, you know, it was all because of the movie that they met on. And that's kind of the vibes that I think everyone's insinuating from seeing these interviews and videos. They're like the way they're looking at each other, the way they're touching each other, the way that like she's on his lap. Like mm-hmm. people are like, that is not how you act when you have a fiance or. No, that is your, that is your coworker also. There's no need for sitting on laps and googly eyes. But it kind of all goes back to like what when we brought up that topic of like is acting acting like we don't know because we've Mm. never been in that scenario. But for somebody to insinuate that it might be disrespectful to a spouse to act out certain scenes. Yeah. And now it's like maybe there's some merit to it. Maybe there's a reason people feel that way. Could be. Well, it it seems to all be coming coming around for them right now um but speaking of euphoria this was huge news i was so i was devastated that we didn't get to witness this but the things i would do to be in person in this moment so zendaya made a surprise appearance at coachella weekend two with labyrinth so they performed two songs together from euphoria yeah um which is what we were just talking about they did i'm tired and all of us which are like amazing songs that came from there but lebrun's performance it's him himself was like jaw-dropping absolutely incredible but bringing her out like what she hasn't performed in seven years yeah she hasn't since like 2015 so and i loved her music when she was like a disney channel pop princess like <laughs> i thought she had good music that like replay it's it's a bop you you gotta admit it's a bop if she I ma- admit it she's i think a star at anything she does and if she came back to the music industry if she wanted to drop an album tomorrow i i would i just don't know what could beat that she actually made a post saying like thanks for welcoming welcoming me and like back into the music industry since she hasn't been a part of it for so long. Um, And she also said that she literally couldn't even hear herself singing. She doesn't know if it was good or not because of how loud everybody was. So she was like, I hope I I was good. (laughs) Like she kept, she was posting like behind the scenes videos. She was like, all I heard was screaming. I've never heard, you know, screaming, cheering this loud in my life. It's so cool. Which is definitely warranted. And we would have been, so happy to see that. Oh my gosh, I know. Today's episode is sponsored by Seed. You've probably heard us talk about Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic on the podcast before. It's a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically and scientifically studied for its benefits. With 53.6 billion AFU that will actually survive your stomach acid, bile salts, and digestive enzymes, unlike other pre and probiotics. 
With no binders or preservatives and free from 14 classes of allergens, Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is studied and designed to be a next-generation probiotic for people and the planet. That's why I love Seed. All you have to do is take two capsules once a day that will go to work to promote digestive health, skin health, and heart health, as the strains in the DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic are specifically geared to these benefits so you can work on looking good on the outside and feeling even better on the inside. Seed delivers the DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic to you monthly in sustainable packaging with a reusable glass jar that protects the probiotics inside and helps minimize plastic use and waste. Avoid gut mania and head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com shady and use code shady to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com shady and use code shady. Thank you to Seed for sponsoring today's episode. Um, also, though, for Coachella, which, by the way, we are doing a Coachella Weekend 2 fashion review, mm-hmm. but instead of just the fashion review, it's of the artists and performers on mm-hmm. our Patreon this week. So if you want to see that bonus content, make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. But we honestly, one of the reasons that we were doing the artist looks for weekend two is because we didn't hear much from anyone else for about weekend two things were quiet but it leads me to believe that our theory last week that we wouldn't make it at coachella just because it's a lot lot going on guess weekend two is known to be very chill vibes very non-influencery very about the music so i think we would like weekend too. Okay, that's something to take into consideration. Yeah. But we did mention that Frank Ocean dropped out of weekend two because of a hurt leg. Mm. Have we confirmed? No, no confirmation on no the hurt confirmation. leg. Um, Weird, interesting. interesting. Well, Blink One Eighty Two replaced Frank Ocean, which also was like a. Gr- I would not be disappointed in that. I, I would, would be, be very so happy. Hype. I saw Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> In middle school, when they really? came to DTE, um, I and feel like a lot of people went to that. At, like I feel like I vividly remember the day after that concert at school. Not because I went, but because everyone was wearing the merch T-shirts to school the next day. Really, dude, I miss like going and buying merch. I feel like now, even when I do go to concerts, I don't even attempt Wait, really? to buy merch because it's like. I feel like it's just easier to get stuff online. This terrible. This go, this goes against everything I want mm. in in our lives that I was talking about, like going in person and shopping and it's buying true. stuff. It's like now it's just easier to get it online, and you don't have it to is. deal with like the everyone waiting there. But it was. It used to be such a thing. Like that was the only way you could get it. That was the only way you could get it, and that was the only way to because that was pre Instagram time middle school that was the only way to prove that you had been to the concert was to have a t-shirt to wear the next day to school it's so funny because for so long too those were like the pj shirts like even in college Mm -hmm. i kept like all my old concert shirts and like they were so raggedy by that point but like they were the pajama shirt like that's what i feel like millennials just that's what we did that was we would have like those and then every single variation of I heart something like a blank. Oh my gosh. Team. I heart Hawaii. Yes. too. Like 
I love whatever it is. It yeah. Those were the days, man. Mm-hmm. Or like if you went on a trip, you had to get a t-shirt. Yeah. Like a commemorative wh- yeah. t-shirt from like a ve- like a random <laughs> a gift shop on the side of wherever you are that just sells t-shirts and yeah. shot glasses and I went on a bachelorette trip and we all piled into one of those stores and got the same <laughs> matching oversized shirt. But that used to be the thing. It was, that's what we were saying. We're like, this is the best memory. And then we all ran around with our shirts on. <laughs> it was it was awesome. You see the best And the thing, thing is, I think it's a design that came straight from the two. Like, they for sure have been selling this exact shirt since 2000. 2000. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, also, speaking of Blink-182, um, Travis Barker announced that he was collabing mm-hmm. with what's it called i don't even know it's <laughs> what do you mean because i was really a when you told me this and when you ever when you think of the word that it was i said the entire time no that can't be real this has to be a delayed april fool's joke no, it's not. It's not. So Travis Barker from Blink-182, who just performed mm-hmm. at Coachella Weekend 2, decided to collaborate with Liquid Death to release a signed enema kit, which you heard that correctly. Enema. An enema kit. Um, And this was real. It was $182 on the website. The can of liquid death water was signed by him. And then it came with an actual little enema tube. I didn't know what an enema was until an hour or two ago. Um, But you could probably Google it if you want to learn more about it. That's what I would say. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't suggest you do that. Personally, I think it was all about the PR of this because everyone knew that why the hell would you come up with that of all things to sell? But it sold out immediately. And I'm sure if you do look it up now, it's going to be all over eBay for like thousands of dollars. They suggest you don't actually use it, by the way. So just know that in case you got one. (laughs) In case case, you got your hands on it. In case you're one of the few who were able to In case you're one of the lucky ones. (laughs) So lucky. You guys are so lucky. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's kind of what's been going on. And also, speaking of concerts, shows getting canceled, you know, Mr. Frank Ocean canceling. Morgan Wallen also canceled the show last minute mm. and was immediately being compared with Luke Combs, who's actually just in Detroit. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, the way that they both handled the situations were completely opposite. Mm. So Morgan Wallen canceled his Sunday show in Oxford, Mississippi, just minutes before he was supposed to come on. So somebody from the team came out and was like, hey, actually, everyone in your seats, you have to leave now. He's not actually coming out. I don't even know if they had someone go out there. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. It wasn't like him or anyone that yeah. anyone in the crowd would have known. Um, and so actually people were commenting that they had wished that he would have came out and said it himself. Yeah. Like, you know, that he, the reasoning behind the cancellation was supposedly that he had lost his voice. However, people were speculating that he was actually either drunk or hungover mm. um, because he had a show in the same city the night before. 
And people were just speculating that maybe he had partied a little too hard in that city after the first performance. So fans were not happy and people were actually going so far as to itemize bills that they wanted him to pay, including but not limited to their travel costs, their gas, their outfits, their dinner, their, you know, breakfast, breakfast, lunch, pretty much everything that they had done that day leading up to and surrounding his concert. You know, we personally felt that that was a little dramatic. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, he didn't perform, so the ticket should be refunded. Absolutely. You no came there for a show. It. You didn't get a show. However, you came in an outfit. You get that outfit still. You came and bought merch. You can still keep that yeah, merch. That, I didn't understand that. If you paid for the merch, I can understand be upsetting. Like, I bought this merch. I didn't actually get to see the show. But you still have the merch. The one thing that I could see, and I don't even think it was on this list, is like parking at the venue that I could see being refunded for your parking in your ticket. But all of those little extras, you still got your breakfast. You still, you still got your yeah, lunch. Yeah, you still got the drinks at the venue. Yeah. Like, you still drank them. <laughs> yeah, it might not have been what you expected or the time you wanted. But of course it's disappointing. Like, yeah. of course everyone's going to be disappointed. But to go that far, it's like, so somebody is actually filing a class action lawsuit. So they originally filed a complaint with just one person filing a complaint but now they withdrew their complaint and they're going to file it as a class action lawsuit with multiple fans wanting to claim damages and get money back mm. from this experience. And again, this is talking like hotel rooms, travel costs. I don't know if the people in the lawsuit are actually trying to get money for their food and beverages that day, but they are trying to pay for like room and board travel mm-hmm. and the tickets. I'm very curious as to how that will play out. I feel like there's no way that they can win this lawsuit because it's going to set the precedent for concerts going forward. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes like unreasonable to the point where like people aren't going to be able to do concerts. Yeah, that would not be good. Because obviously like, again, if he truly did have no voice or couldn't perform because again, that was the reasoning Mm -hmm. given then there's really nothing you can do as a performer. Yeah. I think it's more so that people are really buying into the theory that it wasn't because of that. That it was a That's why they're so mad about it and wanting like reparations for the experience. But if it truly was like an illness or or something, like you can't expect that every time you're going to get all that covered. But people were also upset because they were comparing this to the Luke Combs situation Mm -hmm. in which he also lost his voice. And this was September of 2022. Mm -hmm. He lost his voice, but still came out on the stage, told his fans he lost the voice. So you're all going to get a refund. However, I'm still going to perform every song. It's just not going to be the quality that I want it to be. So that's why you're getting a refund, but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to perform all the songs for you with my lost voice dude i think luke combs has got to be one of the best humans on the planet because he was straight up like i am so sorry but we're gonna have the best damn free concert y'all have ever seen it pains me that my voice is like this i don't i wish i could do better for y'all and i know he goes out of his way when pricing tickets to factor in all of those extra costs for like 
he won't want his tickets to be too expensive because if he knows if a family's going out, this might be the only time that they're going out for that month and saved up for these tickets. He wants them to be able to buy a beer, to get food. So he purposely doesn't like overprice his tickets, which I think is really cool. Yeah, they were actually such a like good price. We were almost like, I know. should we just go? Because like it's fun and like we want to see and like we're not like huge country fans, which we've, we've said before, like we listen to it and we mm-hmm. like it, but we were almost just like, he Let's seems kind of chill and like, it's not that expensive. Should we go? But we didn't end up going because again, we, we locked ourselves away mm-hmm. by having four marks. That's <laughs> so <Friday>. bad. <laughs> four mark Friday, baby. <laughs> we got wild. Um, I feel like in any of these situations, the internet has gotten to a space where like, even with the Morgan Wallen thing, like, yes, that sucks. That's disappointing that, you know, is worst case scenario. We would be so upset if that was us. I would be devastated. But to like go so far to be like, you need to pay for my breakfast, lunch and dinner that day. You know, the drinks I had, like no one forced you to have 17 beers. Trisha. <laughs> like, I'm sure you had fun drinking those 17 beers. <laughs> was it fun hearing the concert was canceled? No, no. I feel for you. <laughs> Actually, uh, what I was going to say, which this is going to say a lot about my TikTok algorithm, but a, a therapist came on my TikTok <laughs> saying, um, time doesn't heal. Yeah. Yeah. That like time doesn't heal all wounds. Like you move forward, you don't move on. That's beautiful. Thank you. I didn't come up with that. I don't know who it was. It's some like therapist lady or something. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I'd love that. I'm gonna use that as my own. What you don't move <laughs> forward or you don't move on? You just move forward. That's beautiful. Um. <laughs> anyways, so kind of getting back to this topic of the internet and bullies and people just being called out left and right. Two girls got called out for being mean girls after they had made fun of a girl who was trying to take pictures of herself in mm-hmm. public. So this girl, from my knowledge, is like an influencer. She was at a baseball game and set up her camera at her seat to take photos two girls in the back saw what she was doing and got in the back of her photos and was like flipping off and like, you know, just being rude. At one point, one of the girls took out her phone and like pretended to record her and was like lame. So, I mean, so unnecessary. It's it's straight up mean girl behavior. It is. Mind your fucking business. And honestly, this says way more about their character than it does about the girl that's taking the photos. That's always my mentality of if I'm out with my friends at brunch and we want to take photos and people are being dicks and like making fun of us or staring, I will loudly say, you know what? If people want to judge us, they can. That says more about them than it does about us. We're going to enjoy our time. I am notoriously not good at it for this specific reason because I get so nervous to take photos in front of other people because it's nerve-wracking that I truly do not do it that often and that's one of the main reasons why I'm just like I don't want people looking or like I'm uncomfortable people are mean um yeah and I get scared because like I just don't know the reaction that people are gonna have if they see that right and this is like my worst fear in those situations um And I think the general consensus we can all agree is like, these are mean girls. Mm -hmm. However, are we any better if we're doing the same thing to them that we just told them that they're so bad for doing? Yeah. Like now the internet is collectively bullying 
people that just were upset that they bullied somebody. It's like, we are doing exactly what we don't want them to do. Right. The internet has been good for like helping people who feel badly Mm -hmm. feel better. But then it's like the next step of it is like, now you're just making other people feel bad. Let's make everybody feel good. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> Anyone listening is probably like, like, "What the hell's what's going, going on?" on? <laughs> um, we're just making a lot of hand motions. Anyways, um, I actually have a funny story though about being not that good at taking photos in front of people. No way, <laughs> being like <laughs> just not that good. Um, so one time when I first started like using social media, mm-hmm. I went to LA and I was meeting with people that worked for Instagram. Like t- they explained like how the algorithm works and everything. How's it work? No clue. <laughs> no clue anymore. Don't ask me. Um, but this was like six years ago plus. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, I go there and like showing me around the office and they had like this little LED sign that was like an Instagram sign. And I, they were like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, and obviously they're thinking, I would be comfortable to take pictures because that's what I'm there for. Yeah, why wouldn't you be? And so they're like, oh, uh, do you want to take a picture with the sign? And I was like, sure. And like I walk over and I do the most like millennial thing ever. I just like stand next to the sign with my hip, (laughs) hand on my hips and smile. And like I could totally see and I've seen before like people pose with the Instagram sign and like squat down and like point or like do something cool, model poses. And I literally stood there with my hand on my hip smiling. And I was like, wow. Do you have the picture? If I do, I'll insert it. I I hope I do. But yeah, so. Dude, that was, that is not a, an exclusive, a singular experience. No, we've done. We've done worse. We have. (laughs) We also, I, I took Britt with me to an Adidas trip in last fall Mm -hmm. and we went on like a little brand trip. It was like over the weekend in Chicago and I posted pictures from it, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) one of the things that we did was we went to this museum and there was a lot of like picture opportunities and everybody else there was doing like model poses. They were so good. Like just so good at it. We and, were in awe. And we me like, and Brittany were just like, and like, so then at this point, we're watching everyone take their pictures. We're like, damn. And like everyone looks so comfortable and, and cool. cool. Yeah. And how do we do that? Somebody asked us, they're like, do you want us to take pictures for you guys? In this forced perspective room. So it's one of the ones where it's like, there's a ramp. So somebody looks really short at the top. And then at the bottom, you look look like like a giant. And everyone else's pictures in there look like from the Backstreet Boys music video. It did. Or whatever, whoever was in Sync Backstreet Boys, one of them, where they were like in their perspective room. Yeah. like, Like, it's cool. And like, then we get in there. We, she goes on one side, I go on one side. We're just like, <laughs> putting our like, hands on our so hips. Like, so we just did not know how to act because people were watching us take photos. And it was, it just really goes to then show. Then I think we just started running around in there. We're like, let's switch sides. Dude, I don't know. It was so, I we had fun, but I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I just feel like that's kind of how how that that stuff goes for me. Um, but we were talking about this this past weekend after a couple marks, how 
It is so different how, yeah, let me refresh your memory. Um, The way that like our generation learned how to take photos versus younger generations take photos now. Yes. We did talk about this. I saw a TikTok of somebody explaining their theory on why. And basically their theory was we grew up and when we first you know, would have been able to take photos. The only ones we could take were film. And it was like hard to do when you Mm -hmm. only did it for special occasions. It took a lot of work. So we looked at pictures as like a special occasions kind of thing. You want to look your best, pose right, you know, properly like pose and stand. Right. Because you only got a few opportunities to take photos. You weren't Mm -hmm. just doing it all the time. It wasn't access at your fingertips. And now we've kind of kept that mentality growing up. I don't know if I've kept that mentality. That was just, you know, this person's theory, but it did get me thinking. I'm like, why do we do that? It's like we get in, even as if we're traveling, there'll Mm -hmm. be something really cool to take a picture in front of. Mm -hmm. And instead of doing something like unique or like model posing, as you would call it, we will stand there with our hand on our hip and just smile. And it's so different from the way that other generations take photos now. Yeah. It's like, and I I do wonder if it's just because they have grown up with a camera in their hands and we didn't. Mm -hmm. So one, they're just better at it because they've had it way longer than we have and like from a younger age. Mm -hmm. And two, like their photos are so much less curated but it's almost so curated because it's not curated it's like aesthetic in a way that ours will never never be be because we're trying too hard yeah it's not try less yes i think that's the theme but we did talk about this and we thought we were really onto something i do think it's just like a generational difference that we're not it's kind of like those videos that i've seen where the you ask somebody that's younger like how they would take take a a picture picture, and they're like and they just like hold the phone and like we would go like click like mm -hmm. like an actual camera and it's the same thing or you'll say how do how do you answer the phone and they like go like this or whatever they just like have a square and we would like go you know with like the two fingers why would we do that i mean i know there was the shape of the phone it was but so wild it's just like some things that's just There's it's gonna keep changing one too, too. The heart hands, they said the way to tell if somebody's a millennial or Gen Z is millennials will do the heart hands with their thumb and mm-hmm. then their fingers, and Gen Z does heart hands with their middle finger and index finger, and they go like this. That is so wild, isn't it? It's like the smallest little things, but it's all like social media and. You know, what's bad about that? What? They recently added the heart hands as an emoji. And it's my favorite emoji. And that, that probably just says that I'm super millennial. Cause <laughs> well, no, it's the I same thing. It I don't understand. Like now, so you know, emojis have different meanings than like what we think they mean, supposedly. Yeah. So like if we use a, a laughing face in a conversation, supposedly that's not, not correct. Cool. It's not cool. No, it's not. They don't use it. They use a different one and I don't even know which one it is. We're truly showing our age. But yeah, it's just um, interesting how those things kind of develop over the years that we have access to technology. Mm. But 
this is not speaking of anything, actually. This is a hard left turn. This has nothing to do, but this happened this past week. Actually, just right before we were filming this, Mm -hmm. the same day, um, Miley Cyrus supposedly leaked songs under an alias called Clara Pierce the same day as her ninth studio album was released, which was March, March 10th this year. So on March 10th, Miley released her ninth studio album. On that same day, Clara Pierce released an album called Down With Me. People just discovered this album and Mm -hmm. started listening to it and realized that it was Miley. Which who came across this first? Don't know how, don't know. You know? I know that it was suggesting artists that were similar. So oh, maybe maybe it came know? up in an algorithm. But they found this album down with me. And immediately after it was brought to the attention of social media, it got taken down. But I did get to listen to it and people did get to listen to it. And it was for sure Miley. But mm-hmm. people were like, why would she release this under an alias? Is she trying to go for you know, four different names topping the charts because she would be the only person that ever done that. She had Hannah Montana, that alter ego from the show Black Mirror, Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus, and now this Clara Pierce person. Mm -hmm. So people thought, was that the MO? Did she do this to, to try to do that? But based on the fact that it was immediately taken down, people are now speculating that maybe this album was leaked demos that somebody stole and put out themselves. Or was it AI? That's what I, we were talking about this. And apparently you had already saw it on the internet. Somebody already (laughs) had this theory, but I thought I was being so smart. I was like, oh my gosh, Haley, this could have been the work of AI. This could have been exactly what we've talked about, which if that's the case and that comes out that this was all AI developed songs, it's so alarming. Yeah, well- we're not going to get an answer yet because again, like it was all taken down. I um took screenshots of it when I saw it because I was like, I feel like this can't be like legit. This mm-hmm. can't be real. And then I went back um on the way to the studio today. I wanted to listen to it again and it wouldn't let me play the songs. And it was like song not found. And I was like, what the hell? Wild. So it's definitely something sketchy going on. Um, But the the album was called Down With Me, and the track list was Down With Me, I Don't Want to Tell You Lies, Can't Live Forever, Hands of Time, At Least I Can Say That I Tried, I Don't Want to Let It Go, See You Again, which people thought was a nod to her other song and was like a clue that this was Miley. Mm-hmm. Not Vibe My Vibe. I feel like I messed that one up somehow in the typing. That could just be AI, you know, the way they typed it. (laughs) That's why Sagittarius, which again, people thought was a clue because Miley is a Sagittarius. And also in the song, it contained the lyrics, Miley, what's good now? Which was something that Nicki Minaj actually said to Miley at the VMAs in 2015. Um, So people thought maybe that was a hint that this really was Miley. Right hand man and I'll never hurt again live. So nobody really knows what happened or how this got out. But people do think it was, in fact, Miley singing those songs. Which leads us to some more AI, actually. Because Snapchat just put out an AI feature that popped up on everyone's top of their chat browsers. Yeah. And actually, people are not happy about this. So Snapchat's app has seen a spike in negative reviews 
amid a growing number of complaints against social media users that are like, hey, what the hell is this? I don't want this. And it's mm-hmm. here and I can't erase it and I can't mm-hmm. get rid of it. Um, so the reviews in the app store have increased from 35% being one star reviews to now 75% being one star reviews. So it brought the average rating for the app from a 3.05 stars to a 1.67 stars, all because this AI came into the mix and people are not happy about it. Also, people are speculating though that it might actually not be AI, that it might actually be you or workers from Snapchat responding because some of the responses are not accurate. So it's, I don't fully understand what it is. I did see this on my Snapchat. One thing to start out with also is if this doesn't tell you something by how drastically this, their ratings dropped from a three star to a one star, people don't want AI. People want it gone. I just pulled up mine. And so basically you have to immediately like accept the terms. I didn't, um, but it says my AI may use information to share and improve Snap products and personalize your experience, including ads. It is designed to be not biased, incorrect, harmful, or misleading responses, but it may not always be re- successful, so do not rely on its advice, et cetera, et cetera. That's weird. That's just we- don't rely on its advice. And so people were, like, asking it to do stuff. Actually, one girl posted Mm. a tiktok saying that she asked snapchat ai to write her a song and it wrote her a song and then Mm. it said you know when you get the song um send it to me like when you record it was it not vibe my vibe could have (laughs) been um and so this girl records the song and was trying to send it to the the snapchat ai robot but it wasn't sending and so she says you know hey that song like didn't send whatever and the Robot, the Snapchat robot started gaslighting her being like, I can't write songs. What are you talking about? I never wrote you a song. Shut up. So now they're not only being crazy, you know, intuitive, smart, but they're gaslighting. We don't need that from robots. We get that enough from humans. I don't want if there's if if none of my previous points were enough to say the people don't want AI. I think gaslighting should be at the top of all of our <laughs> lists. Emotional distress from Emotional AI robot. trauma. Um, yeah, so people don't actually know how legit it is t- to be AI, but people are still unhappy that you can't really get rid of it. It's there now. Also, if that's somebody's job to respond to people's messages, like sign me up. I just <laughs> respond to random things people say. What are they paying these people? They're probably already employees at Snapchat. I mean, to handle the masses. It kind of reminds me of like when people are like, if my government agent's listening to these messages or whatever on the phone, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of be fun to be that person. That's what I'm saying. But also, you can't say you're AI if you're just actually Brittany. Human eye, human intelligence. I mean, you never know. Interesting. Who's to say? Well... That kind of concludes what's been going on this past week. I feel like it was a lot. Um, I know. But on the topic of disappointing, Mm. bullies, Mm. gaslighting. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get into some shady stories. 
There's this guy I met when I was 15. I'm 26 now. We had your typical teenage crushes on each other, but it never really went anywhere. We have been in consistent contact since high school, but had spoken a few times since then. Early last year, we began talking again when I was visiting home for the holidays, and we went on a few dates. For context, I am in professional school and currently live two hours away. I knew the distance would complicate things, but he seemed understanding and was very supportive. We kept in contact while I was away, and I made the two-hour trip to see him as often as I could. Once I was back home for the summer, I planned a concert date for us and thought it was really going well. He was doing cutesy boyfriend things and seemed to be enjoying himself. We talked after that but didn't see each other again. Two weeks later, he calls me to tell me I'm too sweet and too good of a person and he isn't in the position to be in a relationship right now. I thought that was a cop-out answer, but I respected his decision. Besides the cordial happy birthday messages, we did not speak. Fast forward five months later, I get a text out of the blue from him at 6 a.m. on a Sunday asking, what do you have going on today? We got to talking and he suggested I come home for the weekend, stay with him, and we could get together with my friends, whatever I wanted. Don't get me wrong, it seemed sus, but I thought it was a sweet offer, like he wanted to make it up to me, and we planned the whole thing for two weekends from then. I texted him the week of to see if our plans were still on, and he called me saying he had to work and felt so bad because he's the one that initiated the plans and really wanted to see me. A few days later, while on Facebook, I stumbled upon a name that looked familiar, his ex. I knew this was his ex from my past snooping. On her page, she had tagged him in a Sweetest Day post, a.k.a. Midwest Valentine's Day in October, which just so happened to be the weekend we originally had plans. They got each other gifts, he cooked her a dinner, and the whole thing. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't think you're getting gifts for each other for Sweetest Day if you just started dating. Even more interesting, they became Facebook officials soon after, but he still has every post she tags him in blocked from his page. Shady. I remain friends with him on Facebook because I'm nosy and we obviously didn't talk. As I mentioned, I'm in professional school, so I'm finishing up my last year of in-class learning before I move to practice in clinics for a year. In the recent months, he has taken this as an opportunity to congratulate me on little things and attempts to start a conversation. He even asked if he still gets a ticket to my graduation, but then had the audacity to ask if I was okay because I wasn't swooning over him and I asked if his girlfriend would mind. Silly me, why would she mind him seeing someone he's known forever become a doctor? Last month, I get another random message asking if I'm moving back home after I graduate. As my friend said, you almost have to commend the level of audacity and lack of shame he has. My birthday was earlier this month, and two days after my birthday, I get a call from him. I'm convinced it's an accident, so I ignore it. He calls again. Okay, not an accident, but I don't want to deal with this. He then texts me, call me, please. Now, I know this has not got to be good, so like the fool I am, I call him back. He just got back from his sister-in-law's birthday dinner and realized he didn't call me to wish me a happy birthday like he always does. He's done that once, but okay. And to tell me how proud of me he is. Oh, and that he misses me. He was drunk and asked, do you want to run away and get married? I once again ask him, don't you have a girlfriend? To which he responds, ish. Ish? What the fuck is ish? Cue the sob story. It's not as stable as he wants it to be. He caught her cheating, but he, of course, doesn't want to talk about that right now. He tries playing the sentimental nostalgia card, talking about how long we've known each other, acting as if we've been friends for the 10 years consecutively. He then casually asks me if I'll be home so he can see me once I'm graduated. How long will it take for me to get settled before I'll be in a place I can start dating? 
He ends the call by calling me sweetheart and telling me he's going to try to make it to my graduation. Here's the thing, though. He's not the only one that can be shady. I told him I would be excited if he made it to my graduation. What I didn't tell him, I would be excited because everyone else I invited, my family, my friends, even my mentor, people he doesn't even know exist, know all about him. And I have months of screenshots locked and loaded to send to his girlfriend-ish, should I feel the need. Graduation is next weekend, so we shall see what happens. Well, we need a follow-up. Yeah, we actually do need a follow-up on this one. What happens? Please let us know. Um, also, congratulations on graduating. Um, that's a long time to be in school. That's so. an, a, a really long time to be in school. Um other questions I have, I didn't realize Sweetest Day was only a Midwest thing. Same. I didn't know that either. I Is thought, that true? I don't know. I'm about to look it up. I always thought it was an everyone thing. And I think this man is sketchy as hell. Um, yeah, it is. It says it's Midwest thing. Interesting. Well. Yeah, I, um, I just ish. Yeah. What's that all about? It seems like this guy has just been dragging things out for as long as he can. He wants to, and I may have said this before about other situations, but this seems like the type of guy that wants his cake and eat, like wants his cake and can, what's the saying about cake? Wants their cake and wants to eat it too. Yeah. It's just funny to me because I feel like there are those like happy birthday people. Like, not for me personally, but I know of people who've done that that will, like, use any excuse to, like, try to get back in with people Mm -hmm. and, like, happy birthday. Like, it's not going to work. You don't care. Like, stop it. If you were going (laughs) to text me last week, why are you texting me today? I need to go to your graduation. Why? Get the fuck away. (laughs) You know what? You know what? Um, I kind of like her plan, though. I like her plan, but I thought it was going to be, like, a lie. I thought she was going to be like, oh, I invited him to my graduation. But here's the thing. That's not actually my graduation date. He's going to show up there and nothing's happening. And like he wasted all this time. Like that's where I thought or we were going. Or he shows up there and you're there with the girlfriend-ish. Ooh, yeah. Invite her too if you have an extra ticket. Um, Or like I thought you might have a new man. So like maybe that's a part of the story that we haven't seen yet. Um, But yeah, anyway, we can, you know... <laughs> I just said that bullying was bad. I'm like, let's increase this humiliation. Also, though, it seems like this guy is just like all the cliches that you don't want. You you are too good and too sweet. Yes. It's not you. What? It's not you. It's me. You're too good for me. You're too sweet for me. Like, what does that even fucking mean? It sounds like you're it's toxic. Disgusting. Yeah, only a toxic person would say any of those things. You're too good for me. Fuck off. Right, why? Because what are you doing? Being shady. Yeah, because you're so a she shitty is too good person. For you. you are too good for him. You know what? He was right years ago. And you better stick to it. <laughs> um, No, but this one I would say... We need the update oh, to yeah, really know do. how truly shady it is. Do you send the messages? I hope so. We love a receipt. <laughs> I you was going to say, comment if you think she should send the girlfriend the messages. Yeah. Um, and if you're scared to do it from your own message, there's ways to do that anonymously. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, just, just hit Brittany up. She'll get involved. <laughs> you know, just. I think this is me. this is like a. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> I went to 
grab my water. Ending the show <laughs> early. Um, I think this is like an eight out of ten. It's been going on for years. This, I, I this is a lot of pain and suffering to go a through. A nine pending we get more information. That's fair. All right, everyone. Shady story number two. Significantly shorter than the first one. Weirdly enough, second one always seems pretty short. And the third one's really long, too. I, I do tend to give myself the long ones. However, you always ask me to because you're like, I hate reading those. I don't hate reading them. I'm just not good at reading them. I didn't want to say that because I felt rude, but it's okay. if you say it, it's fine. No, it's, yeah. I, it could be better. We're working on it. Chaser number two. The guy I wanted to see happened to be my fave DJ, and I was hyped to help him shut down his nights by... <laughs> how, how are you going to shut down his nights, honey boo? <laughs> well, wait, you already messed up one sentence. I think. <laughs> well, because... I, you go, I'm not good at reading them. I got not want to say it. <laughs> you messed up the first sentence. I probably did. <laughs> but like, okay, hold on. I will try again, but let, let me just tell the people. My jaw dropped. Because I apologize that I'm just drinking in, this water in here. But. In what way is she helping him shut down his nights? What do you mean? She goes up there and says, go home, everyone. She didn't read that part yet, <laughs> oh. but it sounds oh. a little I'm ruining the story. I'm drinking my water in the mic, but this was my time to relax. <laughs> I just couldn't go. I know. I messed up my timing <laughs> with my water, too. Okay, go ahead. Shady story number two. The guy I was seeing happened to be my fave DJ, and I was hyped to help him shut down his nights by getting to shout out, Go home to the crowd on the regular. When he tired of me, <laughs> that's what it says. When he tired of me, his new boo hated me still participating. And so she bragged to me that she got him away from me. Girl, now don't, now I don't go, I don't usually go after girl stealers because it's the man who strayed and technically he was never mine exclusively, but I figured I could make him mine. So I got a friend to do an afternoon event. It was a private, so it could be without her and got him to take me back to his place later. A little flirting landed us on the... Her oh my gosh, this is inappropriate. A little flirting landed us horizontal on the couch when his roommate came home, who was that petty girl's brother. Oh, the look on his face when he couldn't whip out his phone fast enough. While my ex re reasoned and begged with his roomie not to tell, I slid, the, I slid a CD into my bag and bounced. I heard the girl stay with him for years, and despite knowing he cheated on me and every chance he got, I still crank the songs at parties and yell, go home when the party's over. That was a wild story. <laughs> I messed up a lot of it, but the core of it still reigns true. She she was messing with this man. He was messing with his girlfriend. He got caught and it seemed not to matter. Um, My favorite part was the flirting landed us horizontal on the couch. I was... <laughs> I, 
You couldn't believe that was the words that were in my, the story. No, I, I loved, really couldn't. I love the way that she said that. It could have been way more graphic. It could have been way more inappropriate. But she said, the flirting landed us horizontal on the couch. That's the most poetic way to say <laughs> what that, was really going is on Is that there. modern day Shakespeare? Yeah, I think so. Whoever wrote this. Um, I mean, all's well that ends well. She, she still gets to say her go home <laughs> after the party's over. Um... I can't believe that's the part that got her. Like, that was what she loved. <laughs> that was her passion. She was passionate <laughs> about telling the people to get the fuck out. Me too, man. Honestly, I relate. You know, you know she's got a point. Uh, I give this a 10 out of 10. I actually, yeah. I haven't laughed so much The best in a part of the story, which I don't know if was really <laughs> properly, but um, the, the guy was roommates with... The girl he was seeing's brother. Yeah, that seems a little, like, sketchy. Like, how long were they roommates for? And how long were they dating for that to happen? Or did they meet yeah. through the brother? Because... I feel like they met through the brother. That's a pretty serious scenario. When he was with the the girl that wrote this. Yeah. Well, I I think this was funny. But it's not too bad. And I like that she mentioned. I do have to prop her out for this. She said she doesn't go after the girl stealer because it's always the man that strayed. Like she knows what's up. It's the man that's, you know, causing the issues. Because the, the girls girl that, will get mad at the other girl. Yeah, she's, and she's not about she's that. She's not about that. She's okay. just about getting even, I guess. I, I'd say this is like a 7 out of 10. 10 out of 10, man. Okay. 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 Now Shady story. <laughs> Shady story number three. I'm from Ireland and moved to New Zealand when I was 20, about three years ago. I met a guy and we very quickly fell in love and were inseparable after our first date. After about three months of dating, the worst thing in my life happened. My mother was killed in a car accident back home in Ireland. Obviously, I immediately left on the next flight back home. My boyfriend actually flew out a week later to help with the sheer pain of the situation, which seems like this would have been a good thing, have considering what, was going, what I was going through, but it wasn't. My family are very chatty, friendly people, and as soon as they met my boyfriend, there was tension. And let's just say him coming made everything worse as my family just could not stand him and was trying to tell me he wasn't being respectful toward me or the family, especially considering what we were all dealing with. But of course, I was young and crazy in love and couldn't believe they thought this. I mean, he did fly across the world for me. Fast forward to the summer, I decided to return to New Zealand, and upon returning, I moved in with my boyfriend. As I was still grieving my loss, I was still struggling daily to get through and continue as normal. Over a period of the next six months, things went from bad to worse and the relationship became extremely emotionally abusive, but I was stuck. He couldn't deal with my grieving process and I had isolated myself from my family at home. I had absolutely no one over there. I booked a flight home around Christmas and that was when the relationship had finished. During the next few months, the typical thing happened post-breakup. We still tried keeping in contact, and I guess in such a vulnerable state, he pulled me back in, and a decision was made for me to return to New Zealand again. Even writing this, it sounds insane. It was nine days before my return, and he calls me saying he can't do it and take the risk of having me come back once again. It was over, and it shook me. He told me nine days before my flight. So my brother had the idea of moving to Australia instead that way I could use the flight that my ex had paid for and it would be just a small F you for all the terrible things he had done. After a couple months of living it up in Sydney, 
I get a call from said ex and he proceeds to confess all the lies that he's told me. I guess his conscience was catching up to him. He tells me how he had slept with a friend from work that I had confronted him about when we were together because he talked about her a lot, but he swore there was nothing there and I believed it. Always trust your gut. He slept with her while I was in Ireland the second time I went back, proceeded to allow me to plan my life around him and moving back to New Zealand, then tells me as soon as I moved to Australia, he started dating this girl and he was crazy in love and told me intimate details about their sex life. I was in utter shock at what I was hearing, but it was in that moment that I knew I was not the problem. Over the coming months, I found out lots of other lies and manipulation and cheating. He cheated on this girl too, and now he's by himself and has tried to reach out for me to help him. Karma does what karma does, and it's finally coming back around for him for all his wrongdoings. Trust that he's been blocked on everything, even email. I've been living in Australia for the past year, and I've had the best time in my life. Things do happen for a reason, as I would never have ended up here if that flight wasn't booked for New Zealand. So I guess I have my crazy ex to thank for that. This guy sucks. Again, the ending of this is like said perfectly. Everything happens for a reason as much as you can't see it at the time. And sometimes it's just really shit when you're in it. It is. But it all led her to this spot that she's in now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just what life does. It is, you know, because like I always say, time doesn't necessarily heal all (laughs) wounds, but you know, you can move forward from them. And that's exactly what she did. She moved forward. Um, That's beautiful. I know. (laughs) How'd you come up with that? Um, Just a little something that I like to say. (laughs) It's just, you know, one of my life philosophies. You're a modern day Shakespeare. I truly am. Um, One of my other philosophies is to always trust your gut. She did she did reference me here when she said always trust your gut. Oh, specifically you came up with that saying. Yeah, as I did. Well. So um I you know, poetic this guy to tell her the intimate details and all about this new girl he was dating. Like, who does that? A monster? A monster would do something <laughs> like that. I think that's the only way to say it. I mean, that's yeah. all I gotta um, say. First of all, quick recap. Also, sorry for your loss. We we said congrats on the last situation. Yeah. And we we are sorry for your loss. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Like I said, I feel like it kind of seems like you were just in like the worst of the worst mm-hmm. and kind of rock bottom here. And thankfully, even though it didn't seem like a blessing at the time, getting out of that and now you're here and thriving and living the best time of your life. So... I th- I would say this has a happy ending to it. It does. We love a happy ending. And as shady as that guy was, just a blip. Just mm-hmm. a blip in the scheme. Yeah. It's like it didn't even happen. <laughs> um, I even say, though her wounds may not be. <laughs> pretty. It's The saying was, but if you're going to steal someone's saying, say it right. <laughs> you don't move on. You just move forward. And move forward. She, <laughs> You're she <done>. did. <laughs> You've lost your rights to act like a Shakespeare here. I um, did. I would say this This is a 10 out of 10 happy. I, I would say 10 out of 10 too. It was a good like, story. Good ending. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for whoever wrote this. Um, also, we kind of talked a lot about Australia in this. I've had, I talked about that I went to Australia and it was freaking yeah. incredible and I would love to go back. I would 
I would love to go just to putting that into the universe that maybe we'll come visit you in um Australia because I really want to go back okay okay thank you for cool. listening you're welcome to my TED talk um <laughs> on that note that honestly that that concludes this today's episode and we will hopefully see you in the bonus content yeah. on Patreon keep submitting your shady stories if you wrote these shady stories and we asked you for an update shady story number one one <laughs> please feel free to submit that back on the form please and <laughs> that that pretty much concludes it and we will see you guys in the next episode bye everyone bye